Hey dude, Flix Anonymous. I don't know, it's just awesome. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man, man. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day. Plan B is, is just to keep on giving her. Like, you, you work hard. That's what's that, that plan? Yeah, that's a plan right there. The guy opens his door and gets shot. You think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Flix Anonymous. We are freshly back from our one-week vacation. Yeah. We uh, we did. 37 weeks, 37, sorry, Kevin Smith joke there, 37 weeks, decided to take one off, and now we are back with episode 38, we're still rolling with our uh, goalies thing right yeah, now. okay, so you got a goalie, because 38's a tough one. It is, it's a really tough one, so yeah. I, I want to call this one the Norm Miracle episode. Norm Miracle! Norm Miracle! Backup goalie for what team? Uh, Detroit. I think he was Osgood's backup for a little bit. And maybe he might have been Jimmy Howard's backup. One of the best names in hockey. Norm Miracle. The Miracle episode! Yep. Otherwise, uh, we could go with Chicago goaltender and, and Montreal goaltender Cristobal Huey. Cristobal? Huey. Cristobal Huey. Yeah, there we go. Yes. But I'm Steve Stebbing. I'm Trevor Duick. And uh, we are Flix Anonymous for a reintroduction to who we are. We talk about movies every week. And like you were saying, we went 37 weeks straight. 37. That's pretty good, man. 37 straight weeks just to talk yeah. movies, review films, which is exactly. what we do. Exactly. Not missing a day. On the Cannabis Life Network. That's right. That's right. Our home here on the Cannabis Life Network. We're also on the LeagueofManChildren.com and the Daily Hive. We're national on the Daily Hive. I'm drinking my Cannabis Life Network there you go. water. Yeah. And it's so refreshing because it's so warm out right now. It is hot. And right now, if you, I don't know, you probably, maybe people won't be able to hear maybe it. Maybe you won't be show. able to hear it, yeah. It sounds like bombs over Baghdad. Yeah, right there's now. there's the celebration of light Cele right and now. It, and there's gay pride going on across yep. the street. We're surrounded by craziness everywhere right so now. So not dressed for gay pride. No, no, I'm not the rainbow on. I'm wearing Rose McGowan, though. That's pretty hot. Right? She's hot. Right? But she's not time. hot right now. She's got a shaved head right now, so she's a little scary right Police now. let me through. They're like, oh, yeah, he's definitely not gay. <laughs> you <laughs> can come they in. Gonna, they, stopped, they were going to stop you for, for being gay? Well, it's because there's so many people. Oh, right. Right, yeah, so they let me enough. through because they were blocking off roads. Yes. They're like, oh, definitely. Yeah, you're here for work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're yeah. here to work. Yeah, so, so, let's, so let's work. Let's get to work. Uh, so the first movie that we're talking about today is... Uh, is a movie that's actually already out. They decided to release this movie on Wednesday and not wait to the weekend. Why, I'm not exactly sure, but this is uh, a new movie that is kind of, uh, it kind of makes sense for it to come out now. This movie is called Nerve. Take a look. Mm, interesting. This is one of the, one, an interesting part. I like how they do that. They do that throughout the movie. This is, it's one of the more interesting things. This guy's a rapper too, his name's Machine Gun Kelly. 
Right. Yeah, I don't really know any of his music, but... He's always at UFC events, apparently. Yes. yes, so the premise of this film is there's an app called Nerve, and basically it's split into watchers and players. And players uh, do dares that the watchers give them for money, and it just keeps escalating, and it keeps becoming bigger and bigger. And Emma Roberts is kind of a, a, a nerdish character that wants to escape that bubble of being a nerd, and so she decides to play Nerve, and ends up being put in the same path as another player, Ian, who's played by Dave, Dave Franco. Ah, uh, this movie, uh, the concept is really cool, especially with apps being a big thing, with Pokemon Go being a big thing right now. This is kind of like the perfect time for a movie like this to come out. I don't know too many people who are doing that with Pokemon Go, though. No, 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 <laughs> where, where it's getting crazy and where the stuff's getting dangerous and stuff like yeah. that, no. Like, that kind of stuff isn't happening. But the concept of this is interesting. It is, because there are there are games that have been played online that dumb people have started to play yeah. that have put their lives in danger. So this is not unheard of. No. This no. is touching on something. Yeah, and it's something that could be in the near future. Could be a thing if it not, if it isn't already in some sort of way. Exactly, but the movie it was interesting and it had me for the first hour because it was it had a lot of uh, a lot of cool shots from like within the computer out where you see kind of the text on the screen and, and yeah. kind of this ominous look of looking out at the character. Um, a lot of very cool like in app like chatting. Yeah, that kind of stuff is yeah, really comments. neat. And and they they actually played with uh, you know the the corrupted image thing where where in video where all of a sudden the image will get corrupted and you'll see whatever image is coming next behind it kind of working through that fuzz yep. and stuff. They do that a couple times in the movie and I thought that was very cool because I've never really seen that in a, used in a movie before. Apparently, I mean I've been told that apparently it was used in the movie Unfriended, but I never okay. saw that one, so uh -huh. I couldn't I couldn't really yeah. uh, attest one way or the other. But then it gets to the third act and completely shits the bed. Oh, just. Just everywhere, just like, just this like falls apart. You eh? gotta throw the bed out. Like it, it's that bad. Like oh, it, it seeps right into the oh, yeah, springs. It is, it is in your foundation, mm. and it just makes everything that came before it almost a waste of time. So, uh, nerve is very much a fail in the end, and, and I'm just gonna solve it on a two out of five for this one. I was not too impressed by the end. Well, Steve. Yeah, and that was I was like, this. We're, like, I haven't seen it yet. It was going really good. You, you had me going. I'm like, this sounds really cool. We saw the trailer. It looks awesome. And then all of a it sudden, you're like, don't see it. It couldn't stick the landing. And it, 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 mm. the way that it, when it landed, it shattered its femurs. It into this puddle of just awfulness. So, so we got it. We settle on a two, eh? Yeah, settling on a two with that one. Uh, the next one, what is opening today, Friday? Uh, we just got back from. Yes. And uh, this is one of the big movies of the summer. This is the return of Matt Damon and director Paul Greengrass to the Bourne franchise. This is Jason Bourne. Take a look. Alpha Team report. What's happening, Heather? Alpha Team has been responding. Bravo. Still nothing. You lost both teams? You Get a grip on this really operation, old. Heather. That's boring. Yeah. <laughs> we have two Tommy Lee Jones movies this week to Sir, talk about, Sir, I need too. more time. We have no time. Ugh. Are you going to give it's, that order it's, or not? The mortality of Tommy Sir, Lee Jones please. is very apparent right now. To see the truth. There's no bringing in Bourne. He has to be put down. And you obviously cannot do what has to be done. I am taking operational control. Asset, you have a green light. 
So, I, I mean, we thought that Damon and Greengrass were done with this series yeah. after Ultimatum, uh, which I, I love Born Ultimatum. I, I really, really dig that movie. I liked Probably all the Born the movies. Most, like, I love the first three movies quite a bit, and I even like Legacy. Um, but uh, Ultimatum, I think, is just like such a neat culmination of everything, and, and a very cool wrap-up to the Jason Bourne story. Apparently not. But apparently not. Apparently there's more, uh, and this delves into deeper into uh, Jason Bourne's past, um, why he became part of the, uh, uh, became part of the Treadstone uh, initiative and everything. Yep. And uh, it's almost like a renewal of things because we have a new company starting, which is the Iron Hand. The which Iron is like, Hand. You know it's ominous when they're taking cues from Joseph Stalin. You know yeah. that there's got to be something How, wrong with this the shit. The Iron Hand is a great name for a metal band. It is. Well. It is. But We're it's, Iron Hand! But it's an ominous name for any kind of government group. Like, you don't want anything called Iron Hand. No. Straight out like, of Russia. Yeah. How are you going to sell that shit? But... <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's all about branding. Yeah. So this has uh, Tommy Lee Jones now taking over the reins as CIA director to try to take down Jason Bourne. Yeah. Um, I, I the movie is really okay to me. Like it, it, it wasn't anything to rejuvenate the franchise in my point of in my mind. It, it, it was to me it, there wasn't a, a lot of that Bourne <laughs> surprising and intrigue and espionage to it. It was every very out in the open, played on its sleeve. Like, you weren't shocked when any characters kind of revealed who they, their true intentions or anything. It, the fight scenes are great because, you know, Matt Damon and this boring character, they're, they're just really good in fight scenes. Like, he's just like the unstoppable machine. Machine, yeah. He is an absolute machine. And there's a sequence in the third act of the film uh, in Las Vegas that is astounding. It, it's, it's really, the for me, the most exciting part of the film. I just, I, I didn't feel there was enough to bring it all back. And, and in the end, to me, it felt like the born daddy issues, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand your feeling of it wasn't uh, terrible and it wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. I, one thing I noticed about that, the film is the collateral damage that was going on. I mean, <laughs> to be an extra on this film means that you're pretty much going to die. I want to know the guy. He's the security guy that comes out with a flashlight. He goes, hey, and he gets shot in the head right away. <laughs> and he's telling his kids he's in the movie. I'm and in they the go, movie, no. I'm in the movie. There I am, and I'm gone. Never mind. Yeah, or the guy that just stands there and gets stabbed in the back of the neck and he dies. He's got Back of the neck of guy, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of collateral bright damage. Future. Bright future. A lot of people die. Yeah. And you thought superheroes had issues yeah, with right? dealing with collateral damage. Las yeah. Vegas is destroyed. They're absolutely destroyed. Um, absolutely. Fun movie, though. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it because it's one of those summertime blockbusters where it's all action. And I like all the Bourne films. This one, I think, is the weakest one of them. Mm -hmm. But it's still a good time, in my opinion. Like I said, it's not terrible. Uh, it's, it's not fantastic. It's just kind of in the middle of being good. I, I think there was some intrigue. I love the stuff that they did with sort of the whole NSA sort of, they can find you anywhere mm -hmm. in a crowd and the face recognition and all that and how the technology has improved and they yeah. played off of that. The whole, I, one thing I didn't like how they wedged in the whole, uh, that, what's it, social media or some sort of um, company that was oh right yeah it was sort of a, a subplot play on almost Facebook yeah. it was a subplot where they were they were going to work hand in hand with the government and and get allow them to you know because the public would be totally into that yeah yeah <laughs> so it kind of played off of those fears that we have in today's society about the government always watching right yeah 
and yeah, they're in brother. cahoots with social media companies or you know um so they played off that a little bit which i was kind of thought was kind of interesting maybe kind of felt forced i don't know but i don't i like the intrigue of the movie i i thought there was enough intrigue i it jason bourne is just basically walking fast and kicking ass that's pretty much that's pretty much that's the what it is for the movie and that's yeah. really what you're going to get with this one yeah more quick walking yeah and he's got gray he is. He's. He he's gotten older. Uh, have you thought of what you what you were gonna give this one? Um, I'm gonna settle on a three. I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go two and a half, just because it was just. You just couldn't just, do the three. It was just middle. You could have so middle for me. It was just such a middle ground for me, and, and like I, I, I really enjoy the Bourne series. I really do like it, and I just I didn't feel. As, I didn't feel as good as I did when I came out of the other, those other ones. I guess it's just about your feelings, isn't I it? I guess, I guess. Well, when it comes to my <laughs> reviews, it <laughs> might be. It might be about how I feel. Who knows? Who knows? I know. I, I'll, I'll blame Norm Miracle. Um, <laughs> so, Don't blame Mor Norm. I'm Don't sorry. bring Norm into this. I'll blame Christopher Huey. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, the other new release in wide release uh, is uh, the new comedy... Bad Moms with uh, a, a little honey that I call Mila Kunis, Miss Kunis. Mm, I think she's she's adorable. Uh, Kristen Bell, a funny lady, and mm. a really funny lady, Catherine Hahn. The movie is called Bad Moms. Check this out. Oh God, here comes that weird little stay-at-home mom. Oh my God, what is she wearing? Hi, Hi guys. Hi. Maddie was up all night barfing on my hair, but it's great. Oh. I'm very happy. <laughs> Gross. I think she just got her sadness all over me. Here comes Amy. Just don't know how you'd leave your kids all day and go to work. Oh, yeah, but I also need things like money. Right. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Just love how hard she works. Such a hard worker. I just said that, Vicky. So, oh, the moms are like that too. Mom, yeah, that's. Especially the moms at the, at the elementary school. They all sit there, that, and I, I used to have to pick up my kid, and, and I was like, like an outsider. Yeah. They would, yeah. I think they were talking about me. Probably. Hey, sorry, most, go, most continue people are. on. Most people are. Uh, this is bas This is about uh, Mila Kunis, uh, who is uh, a mom that gets kind of pushed too far while uh, uh, trying to keep her, her kids uh, going to school and all their all the different things that they have to do, extracurricular activities, uh, keeping up with her job, and uh, keeping up with the PTA stuff, and just mm -hmm. decides one day, fuck it. I, I'm not doing it anymore. We're going to become bad moms for a bit and kind of recruits uh, Kristen Bell's character and uh, Chris, Catherine Hahn's character as well, uh, running into problems from uh, Christina Applegate there, who is the head of the PTA. So they vow to take down this woman who is looked at as a bully, really. And uh, this is directed by uh, the 21 and over guys, that uh, John Lucas and Scott Moore, who also wrote the film. And... Uh, it kind of suffers from two dudes writing it. Oh, kind of really? should have been, uh, you know, some ladies, maybe. Who maybe are moms. Hey, <laughs> wow, Go hey. Figure, women. Maybe some moms could have written uh, this movie to have some mom comedy in the Bad Moms. Yeah. Maybe. That's a little reaching, Steve. Yeah, I think it's a little reaching, especially in Hollywood. You guys know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's okay. Okay. Is what I'm coming across. It's okay. Nothing that you're going to want to rush to the theater to go see. Oh. So, yeah. so far, our show today has been an okay. Yeah, it's just been okay. It's, it's been okay. All right. So uh, let's, <laughs> let's get into some uh, limited uh, movie talk. Uh, these films, 
you're going to go off the beaten path to go find. You're going to want to check your Excuse local me? listings to uh, to check these ones out. Uh, the first one comes from the controversial director of Woody Allen. He's not controversial for his movies he puts out. He's controversial because he's Woody Allen. He does creepy things. Uh, so the new, new movie is called Cafe Society, and it stars Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart and Steve Carell. Take a look. Yeah, hi, Paul. Eisenberg and Stewart yeah, down there. Yep. Yeah. While she was threatening to walk off the picture. I'll give you the details of Jack's Friday. Working You'll for be Woody program, Allen, right? though. Okay, we'll talk then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm tied up right now. Great. You can't believe the last couple of weeks. Oh. Christ, Ben, it's all about ego. This whole town runs on ego. Yeah, I'm Bobby. Uh, ben is my brother, though, so it's understandable. So, what the hell, what can I do for RKO you? Calling. Hold on. Hello? Oh, Jesus, what? Absolutely. Yes. Lunch on Friday at the Brown Derby. Yeah, and bring Harry, because I agree, Joel McRae would be perfect to play the lead. Absolutely. See you Friday. And don't disappoint me by canceling with some cockamamie excuse. So uh, this film has J.C. Eisenberg as a young man uh, from the East Coast that uh, goes to live with his uncle in 1930s uh, Hollywood. And uh, it comes across Kristen Stewart's character and kind of things blossom. Um, mm. And uh, very good things about this movie. Uh, not great things. Uh, you're, prob you're looking in about 75% certified, but it is certified on Rotten Tomatoes. So it is going to be something that you'll want to check out if you're a fan uh, of Woody Allen's stuff. Um, Woody Allen's an, a director that may experience some fatigue because he releases a movie every year. Seems that way. It, no, it, it actually, like, actual factual, yeah. he does release a movie okay. every year. Yeah, good. And he's constantly writing, and the guy's in his like late, in his mid to late seventies now. So, his his films are so stylized. And they are. They and are. It's just so interesting to see the actors take on his writing. Yes. But that I'm starting to find, like you said, with the fatigue factor, is that a lot of the actors all start to kind of do the same thing as far as how they deliver lines. At least mm -hmm. in my. And watching Woody the, Allen films, yeah. right? And they always have to be a conduit of Woody himself. A lot of That's people exactly come across as yes. Woody. Yes. Right? Like even it's, it's actors playing Woody Allen. Even Scarlett Johansson did it in Scoop. She was essentially Woody Allen yeah. in that movie. So um, maybe, like, if it is going to be a judgment thing. If you like Woody Allen, you're going to like Cafe Society. If you're not big on Woody Allen stuff, you're probably not going to enjoy it a lot. So... Kind of use your judgment on that. Do you one. have a favorite Woody Allen film? Um, recently, I really liked Midnight in Paris. I really that one is great. I think my favorite one, and, and I might get shit all over uh, shit on for this one because it's not one of his older movies like Annie Hall or anything. But I love Match Point. Mm. I think it is a really great film, and and it's like it, it's it's a different side of Woody Allen that we don't see a lot. It's kind of like that film he did with Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, uh, Celebrity? Celebrity, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, that one I didn't mind. Yeah, and that one's just like, because it's kind of, uh, it's almost like a meta-feeling film because you're mm. just kind of dropped right in the middle of real Hollywood and yeah. like, see what happens type yeah. thing. So yeah, it's interesting stuff. But uh, Cafe Society is going to be for that uh, Woody Allen crowd almost exclusively. Okay. So uh, keep out a lookout for that one. Uh, the next one is an animated film from yes. France, and it's not from Illumination Entertainment. This film is called Phantom Boy. Take a look. I really like the music in this movie, too, actually. It added to the noir kind of effect for me. 
It's like, it's like art deco. That's kind of how I felt about the whole thing. Very art deco. Something incredible happened to me. So listen up, because you're not going to believe this. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a really interesting one, because I, I think uh, fans of animation are really going to dig on this movie, but I, I think you're, you're outside, you're, you're a person that's not really like a cinephile or a deep... Yeah, I, I, a deep movie watcher is not going to see the enjoyment in, in Phantom Boy, really. Maybe. Uh, basically, the movie is about uh, a young boy named Leo who ha has a, a terminal disease. Yeah. And But he also has this ability to almost astral project his his soul out. Uh, and, his and essence. Go, his essence out and, and fly it around. So he uses this to, to be a crime fighter and help a wheelchair-bound... Uh, uh, lieutenant, uh, police lieutenant, to uh, solve a case. A case. Basically, there's a, a guy named the Face who uh, who put a citywide blackout mm -hmm. uh, on New York, and is looking to release a virus into the city as well. Um, and the English language one features the voices of Jared Padalecki as the cop. Um, the bad guy is Vincent D'Onofrio, and Fred Armisen's in there. Dana Schneider from. Uh, from Aqua Teen Hunger Force is in there for a little bit, which made me laugh, because I'm like, hey, that's Master Shake. I know that guy's voice. Yeah. Um, and I really, really dug this movie. Uh, um, as we were saying during during the clip, it, it's got an animation style that you don't really see yeah. a lot. It, it, it is simplistic in some ways, and it's got this old world um, art deco look on the other side. The sound design is fucking incredible. Sound was very movie. good. So interesting. And you don't really normally notice sound, mm -hmm. but in this one, it really stood out. Yeah, it, it does. Like, like, yeah, the feet look really pointed and look really weird, but you can hear the clopping of that heel. Like, mm -hmm. You know that that's a fully formed foot. You can hear the gun hit the ground and hear the metal of it. It just, it's like they really excelled at, at doing that. And, they also deal with some really dark themes in this movie where, I mean, it looks flighty and fancy and, and stuff like that, but it's about a kid that's terminally ill trying to use the last energy he has to do some to make like a, a, a lasting impression. And he's on seeing the world. how his, his family is dealing with his illness. Yeah. It's and how the they sister. put on a brave face, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it, there's some, some sadness yeah. in, in the film, but. There's also some joy, and, and, and it's kind of cool how they were influenced, the directors were influenced by Marvel Comics, the old Marvel Comics. Yeah. And how they wanted to create something on screen. And it's, it is sort of like a comic book film, but without a lot of the action and the yeah. blowing up, it's yeah. it's more of a slow burn and um, it's some like a very film funny noir. moments, though. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's very much noir. And it's some little funny moments, too. Um, I, I, I beg to differ when you say you have to be a hardcore cinephile to check this out. I, I think... Um, if you have a family, you know, kids like we do, I think it'd be something th good to throw on for, yeah. you know, sitting around on a Saturday morning and watch it. It's, it's quite an interesting movie. Like, yeah. it doesn't have a ton of action, but it's so beautiful to look at. They, it's it's hand-drawn with a little mm -hmm. bit of mix of CGI, yeah. but mostly hand-drawn. They like to have that look. 
Um, I think that goes a long way in today's very cookie cutter CGI yeah. stuff that we've been seeing. Yeah. And there's been some great CGI stuff that we've seen, especially yes. this year. Yeah. But it's nice to see something a little bit different. And with, it's a, with a pleasing story. Yeah, exactly. And it's a character piece, too. Yeah, a character piece with a little bit of Alfred Hitchcock's rear window in there. So I, I'm, I've been wrestling with this when I was like three and a half. So I'm going to go with a four. I, 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 really, I had fun with this one. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to give it a three. I mean, it held my attention. Mm -hmm. um, I'd probably even watch it again. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a three. I, I think it's worth it, you know, checking out. I, I hope that it does go to Netflix yeah. at some point. Yeah, that'd be really um, neat. Because I think it would get a lot of mileage there as well. And it's a quick John. It's like an hour 20. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, a quick, I really it's a dug that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes those films need to be just a quick hour 20. Exactly. And it doesn't feel like it's stretched out or anything. No. It just feels like exactly what's right. And the villain experiences this, this self-doubt that I think is very interesting yeah. in it, too. And the police chief's an absolute ass. It's just a complete asshole. Just it's inept just, at his and job. And a sycophant, too. He'll just, he'll just kiss so much butt to, to, to make it work. All right, so uh, the, uh, the final of the uh, limited releases this week is... Uh, it's a film from uh, Andrzej Zulowski. Oh, come on. I got to let you do that one. You can do that Andrzej Zulowski. Oh, very uh, good. Um, he is a, uh, a <laughs> Polish-born director uh, that actually just passed away in February this year. Uh, this is his final film released posthumously. Um, so it's, it's really hard to describe what this movie is. So just take a look at it. It's called Cosmos. Check it out. Peut-être s'est-il pendu parce que vous couchiez avec quelques locataires ou Léon ou Catrette ou une manie de pendre qui l'a conduit à se pendre lui-même. The names that are involved in this movie are also hard to say. Wittold and Fuchs, the writer. Yeah, Wittold, Gombrowitz. All these Polish names. Yeah. And it's got good reviews. You sent too. this to me. I did in the same you watched this. I sent it the same email. Yeah, it was Phantom Boy, yeah. Because if it's not locked to my email, so, yeah, right. You sent it to me and I look at it and I'm like, People who are listening to our show right now, they just love all the Frenchness, right? Like he's afraid of his ex-mother-in-law, no smoking. There's, do I describe video? What's going on here? The subtitles don't even help to understand what's going on. The weird lady with the weird lips. There's another fight. Broken plates. Ahoy, sailors. What's <laughs> this? Cosmos. Cosmos. Not the one that... Not with, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Not Neil deGrasse Not Carl Sagan. No. Not Carl Sagan's PBS There's show. nothing about the universe in this Nothing one. about the universe at all. Um, so Cosmos is about uh, two, two guys, two friends in, in kind of like an existential change in their life who decide to go out on, on a, uh, a retreat and uh, ended up interjecting themselves into the lives of the family that runs this retreat. And I mean, that's basically all I can tell you about the beginning. And uh, to start my review, fuck this movie. Seriously, fuck this movie. I, I know I may be speaking ill of a person that passed, but this is the crazy, metaphorical, 
avant-garde ramblings of a madman. This movie makes little to no sense. It is it's just all over the place. I ended up being angry when this movie's credits rolled. I, I You actually watched the whole thing? I did. I watched the entire thing. I couldn't get that fucking movie off my computer quick enough. It How was just like delete. Were you? I, maybe I needed to be way more stoned than I was because I felt like I was stoned enough for most movies and just pff, nothing. That's I, at least I, I felt eight nothing. beers, two joints worth of fun. I mean, it looks gorgeous in a lot of parts. It looks really nice. There's some really interesting shots in it, but it's just not enough to hold it together for an hour and a half. It just doesn't just doesn't do anything. And mm. the reviews on this are, are pretty good. Like, it's a Rotten Tomatoes 85%, a Metascore 72. Like, it's doing pretty well. But I, I read With another review for, uh, for, I think it's the New York Times and New York Post, A.O. Scott, didn't like this movie either. And we kind of really saw eye to eye, it seems, from his review. And, yeah, I just, I got to bury this movie. This is a one out of five. This is just, I couldn't fucking believe that I went through this movie. You were talking about hardcore cinephiles. Yeah. Films that they would be interested in. yeah. That you have to be, yeah, like, extremely. I, this is hardcore. less appealing than a Terrence Malick film. If we're talking oh. about that, oh, there. If we're talking okay. if we're, we're going to bring that kind of stuff. Like, it's like I know there's a lot is. of film fans screaming, like, how could we talk shit about Malick right now? And I'm not talking shit about oh, well, Malick. I could, I could talk shit about Malick. Let's not. Let's let, let's skirt that situation you altogether. <laughs> but I I don't I don't understand it. I don't even know if I could go back into Zulaski's. Uh, a filmography and really pull anything else that I love. It's I'd just love. confusing. Apparently there's a movie he did in the beginning of the 80s called uh, uh, Possession that's really highly regarded. And this is actually his first feature film since 2000. So he took like 16 year, 15 years off. He was on a major bender. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, one of the, 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 big, the big cogs in, Polish film, in the Polish film school, but... I just don't have anything good to say about Cosmos. So uh, let's move on to a VOD. Uh, the people at VVS sent me the Blu-ray for the Kevin Ooh. Costner film, Criminal. Take a look. Oh. Where are we going? Through here. Where is he? This is Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. It's got a pretty big cast. Great cast, yeah. Yeah. A good cast to this. I mean, Costner, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, uh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot uh, Gary Oldman, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, but the movie just doesn't hold your attention. No, nope. it, it's just it, it's it's just really badly cobbled together, and, and it just I, I really felt nothing about this movie by the time it ended. Like it, I remember, yeah. Just, just not a lot going for it. The story is all convoluted, and 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 Costner is a little too much at times, and it's oh, just. See, he was on a bit of a comeback. Yeah, and it just, it just didn't, didn't really work for me at all. And and uh, there's the consensus is in as 32% Rotten Tomatoes, 37 on Metascore. It's not doing too well. So you're prob. I mean, if you're a diehard action fan and you really just need to get that new action film out of the way. 
I mean, throw it on, but I wouldn't recommend it. I would just go with the new Bourne movie if you yeah. really want. There you to go. Get yeah, action way better. Movie. Just go. Just go watch Bourne. It's, it's or Star better. Trek. Yeah, it's the which be- we never got to talk about. No, we last never got week. to talk about. I enjoyed Star Trek. By the way, there you go. Go see that one. Definitely go see Star Trek. Star instead. Trek Beyond. Yeah, go see that one. So uh, let's get into uh, some of our uh, Netflix and VOD recommendations. Ooh, good times. Yeah. All right. So I got uh, Elevation sent me a, a DVD this week uh, for a movie that I didn't get to see when it was in theaters because I missed the press screening and then I had to miss the, uh, the promo screening after that one. And it's a film by a director I really like. His name's John Carney. He did a movie called Once years ago that I fell in love with. And then he's now back with a film called Sing Street. Take a look. Nice. You're gonna love this. Oh, this movie's so good. Yes, beautiful. Jury's still out on which way these guys will go, but they're a lot of fun. And John Taylor is one of the most proficient bass players in the UK at the moment. Gives them a really funky edge, which I hope they're gonna go for. Hey, it's not exactly the Beatles, is it? Oh, you know, will you go outside and start up the time machine there so we can all go back in time for Dad, Connor? Well, if this is the future, <laughs> we're all screwed, aren't we? I mean, look at this guy. He's not even singing live. It's a video, Robert. It's art. Everybody's making them these days. Look at it. I mean, why can't they get them to play live? What are they trying to hide? It's because they're in the USA. Did you not hear them? And this lasts forever. It's the perfect mixture of music and visuals. It's short to the point. Look at it. I mean, what tyranny could stand up to that? So the film is about uh, a young man who uh, wants to impress this uh, this girl that he meets at his school. And so he says, hey, do you want to be in my music video for my band? Nice. And she says, yeah, I'm a model. I can do that. Of course, everyone does. And so he's like, all right, well, come Saturday and uh, or or, uh, I'll uh, figure out what we're doing and uh, you can come do it. And then he goes back to his friend across the street and he goes, we need to start a band. <laughs> and uh, basically, it takes place in 1985, so it, it's kind of like right in the big time of new wave. So oh, yeah. you've got an incredible soundtrack, but on top of the incredible soundtrack of already established music, you have all the original songs that these be- this band makes, and they are some great songs. There's one song in particular called "Drive It Like You Stole It" that I really like. That comes off as like a Hall and Oates type song. Really great. This is definitely probably, this is most likely going to be on my top 10 list at the end of the year. I loved it that much. I think this is one of the best films. Did it make a run at all on the silver screen? No, it did shit. At least where we're recording in Vancouver, it did shit. So you can only find it on VOD? Yeah, uh, VOD, uh, Blu-ray, and DVD. Yeah. Ah, so go yeah. on to iTunes and check yeah, it out. Yeah, check it out. It is well worth your time. It's a quick hour and 35 minutes, and you will really, really, really like this film. I, I Trust me. It, nice, it, it, man. It is a crowd pleaser. So Sing Street, find it. All right. Yeah. I'm going to ask you what a lot of people have been asking on social media over the last few weeks, because it just kind of hit us on Netflix. <laughs> so, uh, bro, yeah. have you, uh, you watched uh, Stranger Things yet? Stranger Things that I haven't watched it yet. It is fantastic. That's all I'm hearing about it too. Yeah, and we're going back to the '80s again. Yes. Um, and it takes place. It 
First off, the film, like I said, it takes place in the 80s, but it feels very much like an old John Carpenter, Steven Spielberg um, type film. And uh, we got a clip and you'll see what I mean. Winona. If you need anything, anything at all, Ted and I are here for you. Drew Barrymore, I swear, wears that outfit okay. in E.T. How, how's Mike holding up this? Is he okay? Mike? Um, I don't know. He skipped school yesterday. He's never done anything like that before. That's awesome. Throw in that casserole, okay? Oh, where's Holly? Hey! <laughs> this show is, like I said, it's John Carpenter, it's Steven Spielberg, it's a love story to Stephen King. For sure. Um, it's got mystery, um, and everything is so authentically 80s. Everything. They got all the details, the atmosphere, the tone, the, the soundtrack is fantastic. Um, we're talking about great, great 80s bands. There's mm -hmm. tons in this one. Yeah. Um, it feels like an eight-part film. They've, that's how it is. It's, it's, although it's eight episodes on Netflix, it's, uh, it feels like all of it feels like just one continue. It's, it's a binge-watching worthy television show. And basically, Winona Ryder, who we saw, plays Joyce Byers. And her son disappears. And the town is, is obviously distraught by this. They want to know what happened to this little boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's uh, a big scientific you know, experiment going on in, in a building nearby. Um, and there's, you know, devious things going on and I don't want to, I don't want to tell you what's, what, you know, too much about it because mm -hmm. it's sort of a mystery that kind of gets unraveled. But of course there's three boys who are, uh, friends with the boy that who went missing mm -hmm. who steal this movie, oh, who nice. remind you of sort of the kids from ET or Goonies, Sweet. you know, um, <clears throat> where they're trying to unravel this mystery of where their friend went. Mm -hmm. And then they, they meet, uh, a, a girl named Eleven. Uh, who is uh, also really interesting, and she's played by Millie Bobby Brown, and I think you'll recognize her when you see her. Um, such a great future. She's very good in this, and uh, she's also part of the mystery, but she ends up helping these boys try to figure out what happened to their friend. It, it's, it's so intriguing because you want to know what happened. It's unraveling as you go along, right? Mm -hmm. And it takes you uh, through the eight episodes. Like, you'll binge watch this in one weekend. It's, it'll take you through there so quick. It's so addicting. It's one of the best shows Netflix has done. And apparently they are going to be doing a season two and uh, season three. The Duffer brothers are the ones who are responsible for uh, writing and creating the show for Netflix. Beauty. And Netflix has been blown away with its response. And apparently they're going to do a couple more uh, seasons, but they're going to treat them as sequels. Sweet. So some of the actors might come back, some mm -hmm. won't. Okay. Uh, but I hope Nona Ryder does. Yeah. Because she's this show is really kind of... 
Uh, been a renewal for her career. Yeah. And uh, it's nice to see her back on screen. Definitely. And such a great role for her to play yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, for uh, sure. So, yeah. Stranger Things, check it out, bro. Wow. We've got some... That's Those are some gems in their Netflix. Both of VOD. those are those, fantastic. Forget those, about going to the movie theater. Yeah, stay at home. Stay at home and watch Sing Street and Stranger Things because, goddamn, yeah. that's some good watches. Good so watches. Uh, let's, uh, let's put on our, our newscaster... Uh, Ability here, and uh, let's give you some news. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome back to another exciting news flash from Flex on the Tonight's episode is brought to you by Cannabis in Canada. Give it Cannabis in Canada. All right, so. Talking about TV for a second there with uh, Stranger Things. Did you ever get into Ash vs. the Evil Dead, the first season they did there? I haven't got it. It's on my list. It's sitting on my list, and I haven't got to it yet. As a massive fan uh, mm. of Evil Dead, I mean, my Twitter handle is this Evil Dead, so I, I'm a huge fan uh, of this whole thing. I went through that, that series like crazy. It, yep. it, it was so amazing. I really loved it. And now, you know, season two's coming, like really amped for that. Well, another thing that's coming out of this is the success of Ash vs. the Evil Dead has renewed talks about there being an Evil Dead 4. Now, this has always come in different incarnations, whether we're going to have a follow-up to Army of Darkness, would it be Army of Darkness 2, whether it be a direct mm. follow-up with Ash from the house from uh, Evil Dead 2, or, or would this be a mashing of the original series and that new remake they did with Jane, Jane Levy. Which was decent. Which was, I really, really, really dug yeah. uh, that film. And we're going to see Fede Alvarez in Don't Breathe in a couple weeks. Yes, so, I can't I wait mean, for that. Th there's, there's a lot of excitement going on with that. But there's yeah. excitement going with this. Because this was talked about during the Ash vs. Uh, the Evil Dead panel at San Diego Comic-Con just this past weekend. So I know, which we missed. We got to go next year. We got to go next year. Bucket list, buddy. Yeah. Bucket list, buddy. But... Uh, I, I'm totally down to see another Evil Dead movie. Oh, absolutely. So. Who's not? And if Bruce Campbell's in it? Yeah. I mean, hello. That's exactly it. The, with the greatest B-movie actor fucking ever. Yeah, I would say. Uh, so secondarily, uh, Disney is reporting, reportedly aiming for a trilogy of Han Solo films. Uh, once oh. they got Aldrin Ehrenreich signed, they look at this kid and they're like, we can make a trilogy out of this How guy. about just do one film? Yeah. Start huh? with that. <laughs> You know, let's see how that goes. <laughs> let's not jump to conclusions. We're going to make six films because we like the cut of his jib. Well, it's just like they've said they're going to make six Tetris films. I mean, it's completely different being that this is Han Solo, somebody that's beloved and not a I bunch of fucking I still don't believe blocks. that. No, that's the fucking truth. They're, not, they're making a Tetris film. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not just making one. They're making a bunch. I don't see how that yeah, fits together. I don't together. get it either. But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to side with Trevor on this one. Let's get one made and we'll see. What, let's, let's go from there. Yeah, let's go from there, all right? And the last one, and actually it was my good friend Trevor that kind of pointed me at this, is uh, Netflix picked up the Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, revival. Yeah. They, they, they want to be one of the homes for that. One of the best stoner uh, shows you could watch. Mm -hmm. Legendary, really. Yeah. Especially if you're really into movies and, and just commentary on films. Their commentary is hilarious. Yeah. Definitely. So Joel Hodgson and, yeah. and uh, Kevin Murphy and 
Uh, I, I think Joel Hodgson's back, but Kevin Murphy's not. And I, I think there, there's a few replay because I know uh, Felicia Day is in there now okay. and a couple other people. So it is going to be a different a mystery different, of science eh? theater uh, 3K. It'll be different. College. But, I remember college yeah. sitting in my... Uh, my little basement suite with my roommate and hitting bong hits, and he got me interested in that show. Yeah, so it's definitely, a, it's like a stoner treat for sure. It is. So the yeah. fact that you can now surf and find this on Netflix soon. And hopefully they, they have some of the, I don't know if, they have the, if they'll have the rights to the older episodes, but oh, hopefully God. they get Hand some of, of the older uh, stuff. Hand of Doom or whatever. There, there's a few in there that, uh, that they really need to bring, yeah. really need to bring back. Uh, even the movie was fun too, so yeah. yeah. So that sounds like fun, and it sounds like a great stoner weekend <laughs> of just getting into MST3K again. Mm -hmm. So uh, now we're going to do one of our favorite parts, and something we haven't done in two weeks. So let's get some stoner picks, man. Best part of the show. Okay. So I was noticing something uh, showed up on Netflix today that is massively a stoner pick because it, it was written by two stoners mm -hmm. while they were in high school and then not made until they were actually into prominence in, in, their, uh, in their movie career lives. Mm -hmm. And that is Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's Superbad, in which the lead characters are Seth and Evan. So uh, here, here's a, a quick look at super bad. What are we supposed to tell the girls? That we couldn't do the one thing that we promised because we're ridiculous in confidence? Now we're never gonna phone because we got used tampon Fogel. How do you get in retirement? I don't get it. He's got shit for brains. Alright, how else can we get alcohol? Yo guys! <laughs> Fogel, where have you been, man? You almost gave me a goddamn heart attack. Let me see it. You pussy out or what? No, no, man, I got it. It's flawless shit. Alright, that's that's good. It's hard to trace, I guess. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? Uh. McLovin? <laughs> what kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What are you trying to be an Irish R and B singer? Oh, they let you pick any name you want when you get down there. And you landed on McLovin. Yeah, it was between that and Muhammad. Why the fuck would it be between that or Muhammad? Why don't you pick a common name like a normal person? Muhammad is the most commonly used name on earth. Read a fucking book for once. Fogel, have you ever actually met anyone named Muhammad? Have you actually ever met anyone named McLovin? No, that's why you picked a dumb fucking name. Fuck you. Give me that. All right. <laughs> you look like a future pedophile in this picture, number one. Number two, it doesn't even have a first name. It just says McLovin. What <laughs> name? What name? Who are you, Seal? Bobo, Zyke says you're 25 <laughs> years old. Why wouldn't you just put 21, man? Seth, 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 listen up, ass face. Every day, hundreds of kids go into the liquor store with their fake IDs, and every single one says they're 21. Yeah. How many 21-year-olds do you think there are in this town? It's called fucking strategy, all right? Let's stay calm, okay? Let's not lose our heads. It's, it's, it's a fine ID. It'll, it's gonna work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. I mean, it's up to you, Fogel. This guy's either gonna think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. Okay, <laughs> so what's it gonna be? I am McLovin. I am McLovin. Uh, no, you're not. No one's McLovin. McLovin's never existed because that's a made-up, dumb, fucking fairy tale name, you fuck! Jeez, man, it'll work. Give it a chance. Did you move my... <laughs> God damn, I love this movie. I, I could watch it anytime. Honestly, it, it, I think it is the perfect stoner pick. Like, it is the quintessential stoner pick. A movie yeah, absolutely. that you, you roll a joint, 
you smoke it, and you laugh your fucking balls off because this movie's hilarious. Like, I've seen that scene so many times, and I'm still chuckling every time I see it. Yeah. Like, it, it's the perfect trifecta of three great young actors in, in a great time in their career. And it came right after Knocked Up. Exactly. And, and that's it's really the, those two films that really kind of put Seth Rogen on the map. Yeah. And uh, it's just well-written. I think that was a film they wrote, uh, Seth Rogen wrote, back and he was still living out here. Yes. Yeah. And it was just a script that they had. That and they then they just did some retooling. And, yeah, yeah, and submitted it, and there you go. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Exactly. By the power of Judd Apatow, yeah. we had Superbad. Greg Matola goes on to make some other great films after this, including Adventureland and, and uh, Paul, to name a few. Uh, there, there's some really great, great stuff. Uh, and we're not even talking at all about that's the emergence of Emma Stone in that movie, too. Oh, yeah, right? that's She's right. She's Jill in that yeah, movie. She was or Julie, cool. sorry, Julie. Julie. Yeah. 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 Such so. a great film. Oh, so good. So Super Bad is now on Netflix. You can watch it anytime you want if you don't own that one. So is Guardians of the Galaxy, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. I just is. saw yeah. that today. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is on and there. Mustang. I almost brought that. And, and Mus Mustang. I didn't want to bring that one because you don't want to get stoned and cry. No, you don't want to bring Mustang. <laughs> or do you? I don't know. Some people I'm not like generalizing to do that. for you, viewer. Sometimes I like to curl up and cry. It's fair. It's fair. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, bring it. I'll bring mine. <laughs> I really don't have to say much about this one. Uh, it's called Master of the Flying Guillotine. Let's run a clip. Ah! Or a trailer. <laughs> This, folks, is your quintessential horror film. Or stoner film. This is so Horrific crazy. to watch. From this is so top. crazy. From beyond the outer limits of It looks like Gordon, Gordon Liu in, uh, in, uh... Flying guillotine. <laughs> Shh. It's the best. And he's ready to blow your mind. He's a wizard? With more nerve-shattering special effects than you have ever seen before. Yeah. It's sort of massively nerve-shattering. Amazing special effects. Yeah. Oh no! The universe meet in combat that knows no boundary. How many nut punches he can get in this one? There's a Nazi. A world with silent soldiers of death. They fight Hitler. Try everything in their power to conquer the most gruesome weapon ever conceived. Sexy. That's my turn. See special visual effects filmed entirely in Super Cinevision. Oh, shit. Yeah. Super Cinevision. Here's me watching Cinevision like an asshole. Tickle fight! What the fuck is going on? Flying guillotine, man. The most spectacular adventures the mind can imagine. He really cut that candle. That guy doesn't like candles. Oh. No! No! In Super Cinevision, people. And like I was saying, here's me watching regular Cinevision like an asshole. Yeah. Wow. 4K had nothing on Super. 4K would make that look so shitty. Well, actually, you can find it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's written by Yu Wang. <laughs> really? You know, it's written by Yu Wang. My it's directs it's directed by Yo Wang and it stars Yo Wang. I'm serious. It's I I I'm I really wanna I really wanna say something. No, well, I'm just gonna You know what? It. It's a well let me explain to you what it's about, Steve. Okay. okay. Is it about my, it's my, about a my your Wang? My it, my Wang? Yo Wang. My mine? Um and uh, he's a kung fu master 
Okay. And his students get killed. And so he wants to go and get revenge. From what I, I can remember, I was really high when I watched this film back a long time right. ago. Do they remake it to be Ip Man? And so, but, but the one-handed one boxer is what killed his students. And so he goes and to enter this tournament, and he vows to kill every one-armed man with the <laughs> flying guillotine that he has. Wow. So he kills off a lot of people Apparently. to try to get revenge for his students with the flying guillotine. <laughs> A very underrated film. I believe it was nominated for an Oscar. No, probably not. Well, okay, it wasn't nominated for an Oscar at all. It would, probably didn't win any awards. Probably no one's ever heard of it. But I watched it when I was on Shrooms once. <laughs> right. And um, I, I, I had a flashback, and I thought I would bring it to Stoner Picks. It, because it is fun. You can find it on YouTube, and it's actually a really good quality rip okay. on YouTube. Okay, yeah. It's that, an hour and a half. To, to tell where that... that clip came from i found it on an account called trash films just a just a it's it's quality films dude. no it's quality it's quality academy award um yeah. pretended yeah it's just it's it's not very good but sometimes <laughs> when you get really stoned you need to watch, watch really something that's not terrible films yes, and exactly. this is one you can throw on late at night if you're on the couch and your couch locked and you want to watch something really silly, because it is actually quite hilarious. It yeah, is a funny I, film. That you can't trailer stop was hilarious. They have quality special effects. I like effects, the tickly Steve. arm guy. The guy with quality the tickle arm. That's, that's my favorite right now. I bet it is. So that brings us to the end of episode 38 of yeah. Flix Anonymous. The Normerical episode. The Cristobal Huey episode. Imagine being called Crystal Balls. Crystal Balls Huey. A goalie that could always see it coming. Oh, <laughs> I just end it right there. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. No, um, I would like to uh, to say that you can find our show on the Cannabis Life Network. That is our home, as well as the LeagueOfManChildren.com and the Daily Hive. National on the Daily Hive. I wonder how many people got that. The <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter. At the Steeple Day. I'm at Trev Duick on Twitter. No grandioseness from Trevor <laughs> Duick on that one. But I'll say it. You I can find him at Trevor Duick. Oh. Trev Duick. Oh, we ended the show. <laughs> You're so done. Okay, I will end the show. But what? What? What's we next have week, going Steve? On next week, we have seven releases for you next week, including the next installment in the DC Cinematic Universe. Kevin Spacey gets turned into a cat. Oh, uh, limited releases, we have... The, director, the directorial debut of a longtime Ang Lee film writer, uh, two foreign films, and two documentaries. That's what is in store for you next week on episode 39, our, the last episode of our goalie series of Flix Anonymous. Thank you, everybody, for watching us, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Hey, you crazy cinephiles. Thanks for listening to Flicks Anonymous. We can be heard weekly on VanCityBuzz.com and LeagueOfManChildren.com. Feel free to send us nasty and abusive social media messages on Twitter at Flicks Anon. If you need more characters to tell us how much we suck, you can find Flicks Anonymous on Facebook. Until next week, may your weed be sticky and your scotch be hoppy.